What's up, everybody? This is a short 20-minute interview today with James and Megan from our product team. What is product? So product is everything having to do with bugs, features, how we take all those in, and how we actually turn them into work that gets released to you all into something you enjoy using. I want to show you insight into this team and kind of how we're evolving as a company, really, because we care deeply, first of all, about the feedback we get from everyone in the community and all the spectorians we love all of you and two occasionally it hurts my heart when i hear feedback that says um we don't listen or we're not working on the things any particular inspector wants us to work on and it gives you insight into how we think about product and how we think about features and bugs and prioritize things and if nothing else shows you that now we have a team dedicated to purely just this process and it's something uh, we know is going to be the key to our success in the future and hopefully the key to continuing to make a great product that make you all happy so hope you enjoy this it's like a 20 minute interview um, should be easy to watch and digest but hit james and megan up if you have questions um, when you have feature requests they're happy to talk to you they're great people they're they understand the product the industry and they're such an asset to the team. So um, hope you enjoy and we'll talk to everybody soon. Um, today, I have a special podcast episode. We have two members of our team who you may not have seen or heard much from. Got Megan and James from our product team. Megan, I'll let you introduce yourself for people that don't know you. Hey, I'm Megan. I um, have been on the chat bubble. I'm sure a lot of you guys have talked to me for about the last two years. And now I've moved into our product team. Um, super excited to be working more as a product manager, hearing more requests doing more stuff like that. Sweet. And James? What's up, everybody? I probably have talked to some of you recently. Uh, I've been with Spectora for about a year, but I was in an engineering hall working on the new mobile app for, for a significant portion of that time. So happy to be out of that hall and into product and having conversations with you. Awesome. So product is this like weird term that inspectors you may not even know what it means it essentially just means the product literally spectora the features we build the bugs we fix i wanted to give some airtime one to just chat about our process to let inspectors know we do listen and we do try our hardest to build features fix bugs but it's far more complex of a system um for those inspectors that have been around you may know the trello board you may know product board you may know some other <laughs> software that we may have tried to use that failed but I wanted to, to kind of get some insight for, for all of our users and, and the community of what product even looks like from your guys' eyes and viewpoint. But we can take this wherever you want to go. But I, James, to start, I want to hear your perspective on like where product was when you got here and kind of where you think we can take it to benefit everyone that's listening to like how it actually impacts our, our users. Yeah, it's a great question. So I think with any company just getting started right product is this thing that just happens and you just kind of hope it it all works um try to best describe it when i came in is very ad hoc a little bit of chaos a lot of instinct to intuition and yeah just talking to people and having conversations and reacting based upon that um so we had something that worked here i think mike and kevin you guys did a good job and the rest of the team of getting product built out in a way that it, it actually helped to grow the company and we we're making good decisions. But yeah, there's a lot of gaps. We weren't doing a great job of communicating people to people what you know we were actually building, what we were fixing. Uh, we were definitely talking and listening, but we weren't really completing the entire feedback loop. So basically something came in the door, we gathered the feedback. So yeah, that's probably a good idea. Throw it over to engineering. 
have a couple of people test it, see if it looks good, and then throw it back out to all y'all and hope it works, right? So Megan and I have been trying to spend the past month or two here and really put some process in place. And we have a dedicated team now, right? So it's Megan and I, and we're actively bringing on more people. And yeah, trying to bring that into what I would call organized chaos, because I think product is a little chaosy always, in general, right? Yeah. yeah, so bring some bring some organization to that, and um, yeah, making filling some of the gaps that you know we've been missing. So, Megan, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think it's about the same for me here too. Like on the chat bubble too, we'd have these features going out when I started, and someone would ask, "Hey, did this feature go out?" And I'd be like, "I have no idea. Let me know. check." <laughs> and so it's not just externally, it was internally too. We were all just doing our best. We were a small company trying to do everything we can, all wearing multiple hats. And I think we've gotten to this point where our users expect more of us, we expect more of us. And I think we're just trying to make sure we're elevating to this level where people know what we're doing and we can kind of be proud of what we're putting out there. And for context, I, we get we've won over users in the past from say a home gauge or home inspector pro. And they've always been like, Oh, they stopped listening. They stopped building features. And that's why this conversation is so relevant is because we're at that scale where we're at risk of people not feeling heard. And I think a product process is how you accomplish that. And so that's why everyone that's listening should be pumped to hear this is that without organization to this process, it ends up feeling like nobody listens anymore. The feature request just gets lobbed over the fence. Um, Megan, talk a little bit about the experience on the bubble and how that helped give you insight into, because we, how many feature requests did you hear in a given week or month over the last year? Would you estimate? I would probably give over a given week, probably 50. Crazy. I'd say right. just for me. Yeah. And these aren't just like minor features. Some of these are like change your whole platform, by the way, yeah. just because this suits my, my workflow. No offense to anyone that does that. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, like, I think a lot of the features were really good ideas, but as I kind of went through that, I started to hear themes and I started to hear things that like potentially were really like would work well and things that wouldn't work well. And it was just an interesting thing of truly understanding where users come from building empathy, where I think all of our clients who are using Spectora they have good ideas that you guys all have like just such great input. But I think a lot of it was just trying to figure out what to do with it. Cause we were all hearing it and it was being brought up and it was being talked about. But I think what we're doing now is trying to figure out how we could effectively put that into action so people can start seeing change. Um, great point. Such a good point because I know at the, at the given moment, whether it's a, a bug or a feature, it's always going to feel like the most important to the person asking. And I think we, we focus so hard on letting them know that like, Hey, this is going to be documented. We understand the importance to you. We just have to make sure we're working on the most important things with limited developers. And yeah. we used to say that as we were understaffed, we're not understaffed anymore, but there's still only so many hours in a given week or month. And that's, I think sometimes not every, not every inspector knows that there's like 50 legitimate good ideas a week yeah. sometimes. Um, James, what was what was it like going to a conference and hearing feature requests face-to-face -face? because that it gets more real when that happens. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest difference from hearing it face-to-face -face versus via digital channels is just, it feels so much more real. Like I can really feel people's pain and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me broke that up the priority list. And that's one of our jobs, right. As product managers is we have to say no which is a really tough thing to do, right? Uh -huh. Especially when you're hearing it's like 
yeah, man, you know, this is just taking an extra 10 minutes of my day every day because I have to click here, here, and here. When why can't I click here? And I'm one of those people, man, I feel bad. Like it, it hurts my soul to hear that type of stuff. So hearing it live and in person at the conference is just a, a next gen authenticity right there and, and something that um, makes it a little hard to prioritize sometimes. Oh, 100%. Because you want to just fix it that day. And you can see why back in the day, Mike and I were just like, oh, man, like, yeah, we'll fix We'll do that right now, because that's bugging you. And there's 100 users. How do you think about priorities now? And I say this in terms of, okay, light, minor fix or, or tweak that saves one person 10 minutes a day versus a new button that'll save 100 people like one minute a day. Like these are such, these are the things we're weighing is what I'm trying to get at. I want to know how you, how you approach prioritization. Yeah. Being new, uh, being new to this, being, you know, somewhat new to this industry. Yeah. It's a daily battle, right? I mean, I, I think probably one of the biggest differences between now and, you know, even a couple of years ago, I know I wasn't here then, but just in my own experience is that when you're dealing with a small subset of users, it's easier to go in and, and make those changes, right? Because you're not you're not impacting the masses. But now with over 6,000 inspectors on the platform, every change we make can have an impact, right? And we have to be very cognizant of doing that. So that's part of the stuff that goes into the prioritization process is making sure we're doing our due diligence to determine what that impact is, how risky is it to push out a particular change. And then we're looking at things like, all right, just the data, like, who are we hearing this from? Is it a one-off thing that only works for one company? Or is it a feature that can benefit the masses? That goes into it. Company objectives, where is Spectora going? Mm -hmm. how, do, how do these features line up with company objectives? And sometimes those things are in conflict, right? And being on the product team, we have to push back both internally and externally. And you know, sometimes we feel the pressure from both sides. So it's definitely a multi-factor decision-making process. And we know that nobody is ever going to be 100% happy because we always have to say no at some point, but know that we are hearing you, right? We're just dealing with all these different variables when we make, are making that decision-making process. Oh, so well said. Um, Megan, how have you dealt with working? Because when on support, there's like the loudest voice sometimes. There's the ones that you know get very passionate about their particular feature or cause. What have you learned in terms of taking that in and trying to weigh it with maybe the quiet guy who's talking about something really important, but he's not necessarily kicking and screaming. <laughs> I think it's all about like, I don't know, weighing it internally and kind of taking a second to process for me because I will hear someone on chat and they'll be in my face talking about how important this is. And I completely respect where they're coming from. I can see how that's important for them, but I kind of take a step back and be like, okay, I hear this, I understand this, but what about this thing I heard last week? How would this impact this? Or talk about like, okay, this would be really important for this company, but would this affect another company? Would this affect our general users? How would this generally go over? And so I think it's just all about having empathy, A, and just hearing where people are coming from, but also kind of taking a step back and listening to the wider perspective instead of just hearing the person right in front of you all the time. Yes. So well said. Love that. Takes reps. And, uh, and, and that's the thing we, we try to weigh every voice for the content within it, not necessarily 
if they go on the Facebook group and get a poll, you know, and I think that's some data and I don't want to discourage people from doing that, but it's not all the data. And I think, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, first of all. Um, yeah, that's such a good point too, Megan. It's yeah. Taking that breathing room, that time to just say, okay, let me factor in everything that's, that's involved in this. Right. Because I know when I first started developing my own product and I'm, Kevin, I'm sure you did the same thing. It's like, Oh yeah, you said this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me get on that right now. Like it was just, Hey, I want to appease the customer. Right. Yeah. But yeah, with, with such a, a massive impact being had for every decision we make, we, we got to breathe and take that space. James, how do you think about, um, growing the core product, continuing to improve the core product while still, like you said, working on company objectives. Cause like, I think we've been too shy about saying, yeah, Spectora has goals as a company. We want to grow too. We want to expand and grow our universe. And that's okay. I think sometimes in this industry, there's this notion that inspectors are like, you got to just do everything to, to kind of bend over backwards for us and not have your own goals. I think there's a balance to be had there, but how do you think about that balance? Yeah, it's all about balance. I, I look at it too as that, yeah, the core product, it's always going to need updates and changes and there can always be improvements. But I also like to look at it in the perspective of, hey, everything that Spectora is doing in terms of our future plans, 99.9% of the time has the inspector in mind, right? We're mm-hmm. looking for ways to make inspectors more money and we want to make your life's easier. And that could be through different products or whatever it might be. So yes, the core product is important, but we think there's an even bigger future for you that we can unlock through some of these other things that we have as objectives for the future. So it, those things are sometimes they may feel like they're in conflict, but that's one of our, our core values, right? Is, is serving the inspector. And that doesn't always mean it's right with that core product. So just know that when we are working on other things, it's probably your best interest too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, we know that that's the way to win. We're not, we're never going to get blind to that. Cause I think the kind of people we have here are not the ones that are like, Oh, let's just go make the quickest buck. Um, cause there's people in our industry that do that. They just, you know, they, they, they just want to sell data. Cool. They'll go make money in the short term. Um, Let's talk about bugs real quick. Um, ooh. Yeah, ooh, it's a Megan, bad word. Yeah, this is on Megan. Yeah, the B, the B <laughs> word. Um, they never, they never end. I think sometimes some people think, oh, you, you fix them all and you're done. Um, Megan, talk about the challenge of mobile and like how a bug for one person isn't a bug for all. I think that's like an important piece here because I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard. I've been wanting this fixed for years and you guys just don't pay attention to me. Sometimes we don't know who all it's impacting. It's not, not as easy as you think. Yeah. So for our bugs, um, just for some context here, we have about 600 bugs, which I know sounds insane, (laughs) but we just have, it's basically like, it's not even all bugs. It's things that are like a small button might be off or one thing might text wrap differently. And so if you imagine everything in Spectora, any small issue, can be logged and reported. But basically the way we fix that, or the way we decide how we fix that, is to look at how many people it's impacting, what degree of impact it has. So can someone still complete their job? Can someone still use the product? Can someone still be efficient and effective with this happening? 
And then we also look at the like emotional impact. Is it creating issues with agent relationships? Is it affecting their business? Is it affecting your income? All of those things are taken into account. One thing to notice is that you might have, like, let's say someone has a super rare device. They have an Android. No, I don't need an example. LG, yeah, yeah, LG, BFQ, yeah. And on that one device, there's an issue with this one button that doesn't work, but it works on every other device. It's really hard if you have a bunch of people having these huge issues that are impacting their day-to-day, and we really want to get those fixed immediately to work on this other one. And it's not because we don't see that that's an issue for that person. It's not because we don't have empathy for that person. It's just that we're trying to help the most people we can. And I think that's generally what we do with bugs is just we're weighing how we can have the most impact and make everyone's life a little bit easier in the best way. That's so well said. I think that that can't be understated enough of, we don't not care about you. We just have to make decisions on a daily and weekly basis for the, for the greater good. Um, I was trying to look up, I thought I saw some stat, whether I don't, can't remember if it was like HubSpot or Salesforce or even Apple that how many bugs they have in their backlog. And it's like tens of thousands <laughs> And so I think it's every platform. It's just the nature of software. It's never done, True. never fully baked. Um, what else is interesting to you all as you're on this like product journey um, here? I, I, or what else do you think our users, the listeners should know about how we view product? Yeah, well, would it be helpful to talk a little bit about some of the things we're putting into place to mm-hmm. make the process better? Like you want to you want to drop you want to talk about canning? Canning. I'll just talk a little bit more about the the general idea here. So Kevin mentioned earlier, like some of you may have been around for the old Trello board, which disappeared, and then product board disappeared, and now we're on to something else. But At least we're we, trying. Um, At least people we know are. we're trying if we're cycling right. through a bunch of you know failed experiments. <laughs> exactly. We're iterating, right? We don't we don't know it all, and we don't know what we don't know, right? So, but one of the big topics of like, hey, do we put up a public roadmap, right? Because we want people to see what we're considering. We want you to feel that you're being heard and see the features on the board and all that stuff. And that's great. But we don't want to also create these false expectations that just because it's on the board, it's going to get done. So we've been trying to balance that. But we're back around to it now. And we're implementing a new product called Canny, which we'll get out there to you guys at some point. And it does have a roadmap feature. And some product managers will say, don't have a public roadmap, right? Because it's, yeah, it's just going to create too many, too many issues and, you know, people are going to be hounding you for features. But we also believe in being held accountable and transparent, right? So if we're putting something up on that board and saying it's in progress, then we want to be held accountable to that, right? And yes, things will come up. Projects will derail us. Like it's, it's inevitable. That's just the way the process works. But we want y'all to know that we are working on it and we do have a level of accountability and we are listening to you. So with that, yeah, more accountability and more transparency. And that's something that you'll, you'll start to see come out probably in the next month or so. We're still working through the tool. Um, but another piece of that is a more targeted forum for product feedback. Because right now it's like, okay, we got stuff coming in through the chat bubble. We got Facebook messages. We have... Facebook group messages, we have emails, all these different places where feedback is coming in. And for us, sometimes it's hard to manage that. So we want to start having more targeted product conversations with you all on this board where it's very specific about that thing. And we think that's going to lead to better quality and just hitting the mark more in general. So Megan, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the other stuff we're putting in place? 
yeah, so we um, are putting in place a lot more just general, I think, accountability in terms of what we're doing. And then also just um, more messaging in terms of what we're releasing. So we have a new change log. If you look at the top right corner of your screen, you should see this little lightning icon. Mm. Um, that will show you kind of our most recent changes, improvements, fixes. So you can see exactly what we're building and kind of be educated more on features as they come out. Um, we also are working more on messaging. So as new features come out of beta, we have a ton of beta and private beta. So keep an eye out for that. Um, as they come out more, you'll start to see messaging pop up on your screen, maybe through emails, probably from me. I, so I apologize for bugging you just ahead of time. No, they but want basically, it. They want oh, yeah. it. They need it. But basically, you'll get rundowns of different articles, everything that you need to know about the feature. Our goal ultimately is just that you can feel like you can use our features right away. You know how to do it. There's articles. The support team is trained on it. And just feeling like you can immediately jump into that instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, this feature came out three months ago and I had no idea. And now I'm just coming upon it, which I cannot lie has happened. Oh yeah. We have a history of history of shooting from the hips, releasing stuff and just letting it fly. And so I want everyone to know like these two are your new best friends because communication is going to be better than it's ever been. It already is. And, um, just the commute, like the, the feedback loop has never been better than it is now, as opposed to me and Mike, just getting texts, emails, Facebook messages, and trying to relate to the team. So props to you both. I'm so I'm like, I, this is exciting YouTube video and, and podcast episode for everybody hearing that, Hey, we have a process to prevent what others have made mistakes in, in the past of getting to this scale. And it takes humans communicating with other humans and documenting it and, and relaying things. So, um, anything else to add either of you, anything else you want to put out there? Um, since you guys are all my new best friends, I'll make friendship bracelets, but it might take me about 10 years to make 6,000. So <laughs> keep an eye out. <laughs> We'll just stick with emojis and gifts for now. Yeah, I'll just buy you a drink at the next conference. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, thank you both. Seriously, I think this insight's helpful, if nothing else, just a, a helping everyone learn the language that product people speak and the way you think, um, I think goes a long way. But the, the moral of the story is communication, um, the velocity of features and bugs, it's better than it's ever been. It's only going to improve. So thank you both. Yeah, we appreciate it. And yeah, thanks for, um, yeah, just thanks for setting this up. And for everybody out there, you know, keep talking to us about the process too, right? Like if there's other ways we can better communicate things that we're not doing now, let us know. I know a lot of our conversations around features and fixes, but talk to us about the process too, because we want to be 100% in tune with you and rolling out the best stuff and making your lives easier. So Thank you. Awesome. And they'll see more of you guys on roundtables and maybe even future episodes. Well, uh, we can talk specific features or anything in the future. So nice. All right, y'all. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye.